Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Om Shanti. time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate, but even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. 
yourself. How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? The Supreme Soul would think of you and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free, peaceful, pure, immortal, eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. At this time, Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Letting Go from Inclusion Revolution Together with Love. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. So happy everything and happy every day for you, even though it's always an an aim from us to... I guess we have this idea in our awareness that we want every day to be happy and perfect. And instead, we encounter situations and circumstances that test our inner abilities. I don't know if you've ever felt that when your partner doesn't do the right thing or say the right thing or let's define right means do it my way, what makes it really comfortable for you, or somebody at work or your boss or even your staff or the country or the leadership or just issues. There's always something that emerges in our lives that makes us question our ability to be fully loving. And we get annoyed, frustrated, angry, afraid, um, totally out of the element of who we are. And little do we know that even those emotions are becoming a means for pushing us in a particular direction. It's like this whole thing is so inscripted in a way that it's supposed to be of an up and down. It's supposed to be um, giving us this chance now to keep climbing the mountain despite the obstacles. So the, the way that I see this, it's that we're all on this journey up to a summit, right? I know some people look at this as a spiral process, and you can if you wish. But imagine life is like all 7.2 billion of us are on the journey, you know, going up to the peak of a summit. And as we're traveling, there are moments where we miss our, our, our footings or we need to take a break, we're getting tired, or uh, we start to wait for someone or somebody pulls us back. And 
And all of that is a part of the journey to appreciate the summit. And haven't you noticed that whenever you try anything and you actually get what you were going after, there's a moment of joy and celebration, but then you go back to something else that, okay, so now what next? So it's a fascinating process to really look at why are we here? What is the quality of this? What's happening with us and to us? where we find ourselves never feeling it's enough. And so as a result of that, we can feed the energy and the thought vibration of the doing and and the trying to be someone else or fulfill what somebody else wants from us. And even when we do that, we still don't feel like we've reached our summit. And maybe it's not just about reaching the summit. Maybe it's really about the journey towards the summit. <laughs> so we thank you for really joining us on air. It's always a pleasure. Um, it's going on seven years, everyone. And what was not meant to be an everyday process for me and, um, you know, sponsoring and organizing six retreats. We're coming up to our seventh retreat for our guest on air. Even the one that we had in India was phenomenal. Our next one will be in Africa. And supporting countless nonprofits that we love and support and working with communities uh, ranging from women empowerment to the LBGTQIA to um, foundations that are working on empowering youths and um, helping with natural disasters. We had no idea that we'd be caught up in doing as much as we have and we really want to thank you for supporting us whether it's through your donations or choosing to advertise on America Meditating Radio we really thank you for that Um, it has meant the world to us and um, myself and the staff are are completely grateful for everything that you've done so far and making us such a powerful tool in the messenger Um, it has opened up and done so much. I think our last project that we are working on now is um, the upcoming Hands Around the World and um, the Love One Another Foundation, where we offer our consultation and support in pushing these stories forward. So again, it just becomes a continued story of um, we had no idea it would have turned out like this. Today, I'm really happy to welcome my next guest. Our guest today is Ida Schattenstein, who is the founder and CEO of Multirole Woman. It's a personal wellness and lifestyle brand that supports women in creating healthy, happy, and balanced lives. She is also the author of You Got This, 21-Day Mental Wealth Challenge and a Step-by-Step Action Guide and Journal Anyone Can Use to transform their experience of personal wellness. Today we welcome Ida Schattenstein to America Meditating Radio. Welcome, Ida. So glad to have you on air. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here, and I'm a huge admirer of, of what you do. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. You say that our perception is really our reality, and I so get that, Ida, but that there is no objective to truth could you elaborate a little bit more on that? I mean, I can I can kind of guess what you mean because 
Haven't you felt when sometimes you were so gung-ho clear that this is really the truth, and then six experiences later you're like, well, let me revisit what I meant when I, when I said that. So truth has a way of changing, I think, especially when our perception is driving the way that we're interpreting a particular situation. So tell us what you mean by, um, you know, perception is our reality, but there's absolutely no objective truth. Sure. Um, so if you know, I'm having a conversation with a friend or a family member, um, and we don't agree. We don't agree because I am coming to the conversation with my own view of the world, with my own colored lenses, whether it's rose-colored lenses or perhaps a little bit cracked. And in the conversation, the two of us can even observe the same particular thing and see completely different see it completely differently. And I think this is something that many of us don't realize. And this is why we have so much conflict because we're seeing, sometimes seeing the same thing from entirely different perspectives. And we're so convinced that we are right and they are wrong. And I love, you know, I have some pictures of different things. One is where, you know, depending on the way you look at it, it can either be um, an elderly woman or a young girl, and some people oh, yeah, see the old woman, and some people see, yeah. So I like using that. It's a good starting point, especially for younger people, to understand that sometimes when you see something a certain way, that may not be the way it actually is, and it might be a good idea to challenge your own assumptions um, and see if you can kind of open up your mind and, and try to see things from a different perspective. I think it would make for a much more peaceful um, existence for all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of us are really uh, struggling with reducing our level of judgment and definitely fear. Could you share maybe how really does fear of judgment and shame sometimes get in the way of taking worthy risks? Because we hold back so much because we're not secure enough. Yeah, I mean, I think at at, at the core of this is is our people-pleasing tendencies and wanting to to be accepted and not wanting to feel that that feeling of rejection when somebody does not, you know, take to what we're offering or what we're sharing. And a good example of this is would be, you know, speaking publicly and sharing your message. You know, public speaking is the second most common fear that we have as humans, and it's largely because we have that fear of rejection. And the fear is, you know, it's not an absolutely rational fear, and and the main reason being that what are we really afraid of? We're afraid that they will um, not want to continue a relationship with us in some way, shape, or form, or they they won't like what we're offering. What we sometimes fail to realize is that the very thing that we're doing to try to avoid the rejection is actually making us more likely to get rejected. So you know, being concerned about what other people will think and so concerned about the outcome and being judged, it uh, deprives us of looking within ourselves and offering our whole self to the other Mm -hmm. person or to the people listening. And that's really essentially how we can kind of build that connection with other people is by being who we are without letting fear of rejection get in the way. And I think that's something that I've learned in my own life to be true. 
And I've only started to build meaningful connections when I recognize that in holding myself back, I'm undermining my ability to develop these meaningful relationships with the people that I admire and care about. Interesting. Now, I know that at the age of 27, you were diagnosed with ADD, and I wouldn't say that that's the way that you could, well, I'm going to be myself. Yes, I'm going to be my ADD self because right now this is a, a phase that I'm in. But, you know, having these different ways of seeing ourselves or dealing with life does impact our work and overall mission. So how has your understanding and acceptance of the diagnosis helped you to really push your work forward, especially your mission at Multi-Role Woman? I think now it, it, my diagnosis informs most of what I do. It, get it, having the diagnosis forced me to confront a reality that I wasn't prepared to confront, really. Um, but it also, at the same time, gave me a sense of peace and self-compassion that I didn't have prior. So it did a lot of things. But the reason I created the multi Woman platform was because I felt like my experience was so different and isolating. And then when I started to share my story and talk about my ADD, which I had not talked about prior, suddenly it opened the floodgates for more conversations and people started to tell me, oh my gosh, and I thought I was the only one, you know, could it be that I just have ADD? Is this something that has an explanation? Is there a reason I've been told that I'm lazy or I can't follow through or that I don't know how to listen and all of these things? So having ADD, you know, it's been an obstacle, but it's also been a gift. And when we go back to perspective, this is very much a perspective shift for me where I can be open about the fact that I have ADD and and take on these these challenges. And you talked about climbing a mountain to a summit. I mean, this is a, a major mountain climb for me because at any given moment I can lose my train of thought. And, uh, and that's, that's a big risk. And if I let fear govern what I do, then I wouldn't be speaking to you right now because I'd be too afraid of the rejection or failure that might ensue if I do veer off. But, um, but I, I recognize that I can still do this and, and not be afraid because I know that there are so many women out there. I mean, the statistics are staggering and not just ADHD, all kinds of mental health struggles and issues. People feel that they're the only ones and no one else has that same, that shared experience. When most right. of us have struggles, it's just a matter of seeing things from a different lens and shifting our perspective and recognizing that if we share our stories, we can all unite as a community of women or people and have a deep sense of humanity and shared empathy that will really, I think, will really enhance our experience of the, of the world that we live in in a positive okay. way. got that. You know, one of the things that we have become very accustomed to as human beings is to live with resistance. And one of the things that you have shared is that real change can come from more of an acceptance. Could you elaborate on that? Yes. Gosh, there's a lot to say on this one. Mm-hmm. It's contrary to conventional wisdom, I would say, that mm-hmm. you know, change comes from acceptance because we assume that, well, if I accept who I am, then why would I want to change? But, you know, it's not, they're not mutually exclusive. By accepting who I am, that doesn't imply that I won't want to change. And that will only allow me to kind of grow in a way that is 
aligned with who I am and that's healthy. Whereas if we are trying change, but we're not happy with who we are, which usually happens when we're trying to meet certain standards that other people might impose on us or please others. And it's really, it's very much other focused and not Mm self-focused. Generally, there's always going to be another, you know, goal or another milestone, let's say that we want to reach because we're never ultimately we're never feeling a sense of contentment and happiness. It's always about the next big thing. Whereas mm-hmm. if we are fully at acceptance of the present moment and what's going on right now, and or whether we're climbing a mountain and just absorbing the beautiful view around us and, you know, enjoying every step of the way, even though it might be difficult. It's a journey, isn't it's a, it? Yes. About your new book, You Got This, 21-Day Mental Wealth Challenge, What's the main message that you want its readers to take away? The message is that you own your story and you can become the protagonist of your story. And that's why the journal is very, very brief in the content that I provide in it. And it's mostly made for the reader to really be able to take charge and take ownership of how the person spends their day every day. It builds accountability, and it allows a person to realize that we can, I mean, it helped me realize. I mean, I've read probably almost every self-help book out there, and they've been great, and they've been wonderful, and they've really helped me, you know, bridge the gap between where I was, where I am today. But at the same time, most of the change happened when I put in the effort, when I took action. And so that this journal is very, it's very thin, it's very short, it's brief, but it encompasses all the tools that have helped me grow as an individual and, and most of it is backed by most of the tools are backed by research in psychology and mental health. So it's really it's it's about the reader. It's about the person picking up that journal. It's them writing their story. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your most challenging moments, what aspect within the book have you used to basically get you through that challenge? So I would say the first was uh, the first would be gratitude. Um, I saw mm. the research on on having a gratitude a daily gratitude practice and doing it for 21 days and um, being able to change your your wiring your brain wiring in doing so. So that's one component that I um, included in the journal. Another is starting your day with intention. You know, knowing what you bring to the table with an affirmation. You know, remembering or what you have to offer to the world. And then just a log, a daily log of everything you're doing throughout the day. And it's actually mm-hmm. the log is uh, divided into hours. And, I mean, the purpose of that is to just to fill them out and to have accountability throughout the day and to also set aside time for the things that are important to you, that you value, like spending time with people that you love, you know, engaging in some form of self-care, whatever that means for you doing the things that you feel are important throughout the day. And it's not just about actual productivity. It's not just about worth and work. And I think we live in a, in a society where we're so career-driven and, you know, we just want to get to that next level and, we keep, and we're working and we're in overdrive. Doesn't it go back to that same point that I was sharing that, you know, we're always trying to reach the summit? And I don't know, I'm just asking a lot of questions a lot, Ida. It's like... We're trying to get to the summit, but something inside of us also knows even when we get there, that's not it. 
it's all about the journey. So is it that we're constantly trying to drive and or are we just allowing the soul to keep using its energy and be what it needs to be and we just need to keep coming from that right internal place of intentionality in order to truly understand why we're here, why we are inhabiting these bodies, why we're connecting to certain people on the journey, why we're not? Yeah, absolutely. I think if we're if we fully embrace the present moment, then mm-hmm. the summit begins to carry less significance for us. So I think if our concern is very much about reaching the summit, then mm-hmm. perhaps we need to question what it is we can do differently or, you know, what practices we can put in place to really truly be one with the present moment. Because if we are present, then we aren't, well, I don't like to use the word worry, but we're not concerned with the summit per se. And um, so it's just a question of how do we remain present and fully engaged with the moment and appreciate everything we have today and obviously work forward toward our goals, but not with worry that, well, what's going to happen once we reach that, you know, whatever that pinnacle or summit might be. Right, right. Good. So what's next for you? What's on your agenda next for 2020? So I like to call myself the jack of all trades and, and um, master of one, but um, <laughs> meaning I, I, I have so many different things that I'm doing now, but all with one goal in mind, one purpose, and that is to just get conversations started and um, continuing those conversations and talking about the struggles that, and the issues that we face and sharing the resources and the tools that have helped us with other people because, you know, there's so much wisdom that each individual carries within them that they shouldn't under- underestimate the value that they have in helping another person, whether or not they're a, a mental health expert. And, you know, there's power and connection. So whatever I can do to build that, that sense of connection and community, I'm pretty much game for it. And I, you know, I, I, I write songs. I write music, I compose music, um, all with the same intention, you know, to, to, to connect to the world around me and to keep conversations going and build a sense, a real sense of community where we look out for each other. So whatever it may Very be, important. whether it's writing a book or, you know, or giving a workshop, giving, I give workshops, small workshops around town. I've given a few, uh, you know, in different states outside. I gave one in Canada. So whatever it is that I can do, you know, I, I'm open to any opportunity out there that will that's in line with with my work, with my purpose, and what I want. You know, the change that I want to see in this world Beautiful. that I believe is possible. Well, thank you for doing that. I know it's important, and I know that as women, we are gradually learning how to I don't know how to help each other up. You know, it's a process. It's been an interesting period for us in the last maybe three, five years. And it's a great time for women to really revisit who we really are and how we can show up on the planet. So thanks for that. Any final remarks that you'd like to leave our incredible audience? Yes, I would, you know, I love the quote, a rising tide raises all ships. And many of us, especially women, we um, put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be everywhere and do everything and to meet these standards that sometimes are very difficult to meet. And if we recognize how much we can help others, if we 
help ourselves first. Uh, if we really realize the impact we can make if we if we kind of fill our own fuel tanks, we would spend more time doing that. So I would say to women who are listening, you know, if you have a lot going on and you've got many, you know, priorities, remember that if you make yourself a priority and take care of yourself and fill your fuel tank, you'll be much better equipped to to drive others around. Mm, sounds like a good deal. Leave us with a website that our listeners can get more information on you. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And keep doing the amazing work that you do. I'm a big admirer, big fan. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, my website is uh, multirolewoman.com, just spelled the way it sounds. And um, on Instagram, I'm it's my name, Ida Schottenstein, E-D-A-S-C-H-O-T-T-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. And um, you know, come visit, come visit me. And I have a lot of I have a lot of great content, articles, tools, life hacks, and tips for becoming more wholehearted in the way that we live and being happier Fantastic. and better off. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Thank Ida. You. Thank you so much. All the very best. You too. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. So that was Ida Schottenstein, and she is the author of Multi-Role Woman and actually the author of You Got This 21-Day Mental Wealth Challenge, which is a step-by-step action guide and journal. So for more information, go to visit her website at multirolewoman.com. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and We really are here to love each other the same. And as I've been asking everyone to do this year, practice your traffic control. Pause for 30 seconds a minute or so to um, generate peace within your own being and peace in the atmosphere by just sending those vibrations of good vibes, you know, out there to the world because we really need that more and more. And if you can practice that over and over again, by the end of the day and even end of the year, you'll start to feel a lot more better and will rise above all the gunk that's taking place in the world. All right. So have a lovely day today, and I'm going to end the show with Breathe by Karen Drucker. Take care.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. 
So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.